Welcome to the Valley Advocate Podcast, featuring interviews that take us deeper into the people and happenings on the local scene. For more podcasts and a closer look at what's going on in the Valley, visit us at valleyadvocate.com. Welcome to the Valley Advocate Podcast. I am Dave Eisenstatter, editor of the Valley Advocate. I am here with Lauren Simmons, who wrote a really great cover story for us, uh, An Old Stoner's Guide to Modern Cannabis. Welcome. Hmm, thanks. Happy to be here. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I was just really excited to get you um, to write this, because I just think this is something that so many people think about now with um, legal recreational marijuana. And here at The Advocate, right across the street, we've got uh, a legal pot shop. And um, I was just curious kind of how you uh, approach the assignment as someone who is an old-time stoner uh, <laughs> who's looking into modern cannabis. Well, I, you know, the, the key word here is former stoner. Uh, <laughs> so yes. Just to say that, the older I get, the, the less I'm interested in it or the, the less I partake. And, and that's fine. Everybody m- moves at their own rate. But uh, it was fascinating to me to see Netta open and to see such huge lines of people waiting to to buy pot and to to see the police directing them here you go come and get it right here orderly wait your turn you'll get your, you'll you'll get your pot as soon as uh, we can handle it and uh, it was it was remarkable to me i never ever thought that i would see that day and so you know, I was kind of curious about it, but there's just there was just no way I wasn't about to go stand in line for hours on end. You know. Yeah. And yeah. So. Um, well, I, yeah, I just you, that's such a good point about like the the police. You know, like everyone is uh, paranoid for decades about the police finding out, and here they are like directing traffic into Netta or or wherever. Um, uh, so Netta, you know, still pretty long lines, but you but you found a way around that. Oh, right. I mean, first to go back to your your comment about the police directing traffic, it was here's another um, you know, old stoner reference, you know, put a vinyl record scratch. <laughs> yes. What? Yeah, so I thought when when Insa, the 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 pot dispensary in East Hampton opened, I thought, hmm. Uh, let me see what's going on there in terms of lines. And the lines weren't nearly as long. I think they have better parking mm-hmm. situation and whatever. So I was like really curious. And, uh, you know, it's like, dare I revisit this? And what, 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 what's going to happen? What's it, what's it like? I was just so curious. And, um, you know, the fear of missing out was really uh <laughs> poking me and so <laughs> so when this opportunity to co- to write for th- write this article came up I was like yeah this is a great reason to go so I went on over there and it was it was really funny it was really funny to see a retail outlet and it was mind-boggling and everyone there was so nice and so friendly and happy to help you figure out what was going on. And, you know, there was so much information that I was clueless about, you know, terpenes and cannabinoids and, you know, and I, and I realized that that harkens back to the information when I was coming up, you couldn't get it. It was, Mm. it was illegal. And so the botanical information, the botanical effects, the possibilities of medicinal benefits, 
all of that was underground. So well, you could watch uh, documentary films like Reefer Madness. Oh, right? Re- Reefer Madness, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, and I did. You know, woe be unto you. So when I went in there, you know, you see all the marketing posters about all the, um, you know, pro- supposed benefits of, of, of medical cannabis and recreational cannabis, and there are some, and there are plenty. But what was really striking was how much information about terpenes and the various co- commercialized products that they had. I mean, there's dabs and... and um, shatter and wax and all these different forms, concentrates, vape pens. It was really mind-boggling. And the the people who work behind the counter, and in, in another thing that cracked me up are called bud tenders. Right? Yes. So you can buy... You can buy in just a mind-boggling array of, of formats. You know, the, 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 the form we're most familiar with is a bud, right? I mean, when I was coming up, it was like shake and, shake and uh, stems and seeds, and you'd smoke a joint, and, you know, it's a time-honored tradition to have a seed explode in your face, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, burn your leg or, or scorch your pants or whatever. It's a whole new world, and yeah. it was interesting to, to see it. The the I really enjoyed your description of like the look of the place of just like kind of you know the it's like a bright place and there's you know these lights on the products and um uh you know just um just amazing I I wonder if you could talk a little bit about kind of um you know your you know your early days um smoking pot you know whatever whatever you did like you know what I guess talk about how that was different and how you went about doing that versus like today walking into a store. Yeah, I mean, you know, somebody would show up with a bag of, of weed. I was 20 when I first smoked pot, all right? And I think for me that's really kind of crucial because, you know, the uh, the human brain doesn't really develop until it's 21. So it, I think that that that's a good thing to wait until your brain develops. Give yeah. yourself a fighting chance. But... <laughs> <laughs> there's some who said I should have. There's some who might say I should have waited a lot longer, but at any rate, um, you'd get a bag of weed and it would have uh, leaves and stems and sticks, and you'd be in somebody's living room with the shades drawn, and you'd have to clean it and clean it all out, get the sticks out, roll a joint, load a bong, and get high. And you know, mother being the necessity of invention, you didn't always have something handy. So, you know, I I was. <laughs> I can remember being with friends of mine and, and nobody had any papers. And one of my friends, she said, oh, hang on. And she went in, got a tampon, ripped out the paper and rolled a joint with a tampon wrapper. It's like, you know, or the time when I was working at a restaurant in Amherst and the guys in the kitchen created a, a bong out of the handle of a, of a, of a spray hose off, off a garden hose, right? Those kinds of... Uh, those kinds of uh, spur-of-the-moment inventions are something that aren't necessary today. There, you can go in there and you have all these products. Of course, you're paying money, so it's well, it's huge. An, um, I thought amazing part of your story was um, kind of mourning the loss of that a little bit. Of like, you know, you've got these people who, uh, you know, 
these stoners know how to build things. They know how to fix problems. And now it's like uh, with all these products available, there, you know, there might be there's more in danger of there being a loss of that, of, of that ingenuity yeah. that comes from necessity. Yeah, I think that when any I, I think I talked about this in the article when anything that is uh, counterculture comes in and, and, and is received by the society and gets a certain legitimacy, you sort of lose that. Um, the counterculture aura, right? You become accepted, and, and it turns us more into consumers and buying products. And, uh, and there, you know, to, to some degree, there's nothing wrong with that. But one of the, one of the sort of bonding moments is, is creating something silly and effective and creative. And, you know, I think some, some people will always have that, but... You know, you can always just run down to the to the to the 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 store, which looks like you know an Apple Eye store for pot, mm. you know, <laughs> and and get a vape pen or a, or a dab rig, and it's like that's great and it's convenient, but I I miss the old school stuff, and maybe that's just me, and maybe I'm just old. <laughs> Never mind in I, school. I want to get into some of the. I mean, because I feel like you know, just listening to you say these things, I'm not. You know, I'm not familiar with all these like product names and what they all mean. Like, can you go through? Like, what is Shatter? What is like? You know, what are the like? What are all these these products? Right. And, like, what what did you learn kind of going in there? Well, what I learned is that the the flour is distilled down into concentrates, and those concentrates have various. Um, potencies flower that's just like the regular plant flower right? is a is the plant it's the yeah. bud of the plant they never mind leaves anymore that just doesn't happen okay it's, it's actually the bud of the flower and and you will see it you know they'll have it on display and they tell you uh what the strain name is and they have funny strain names like train wreck or you know face wreck or chem dog <laughs> it's, it's very funny stuff then they'll have a liquid concentrate, and that's what goes into the vape pens. And that, uh, the bud and the flower, the THC potency hovers around 20%. It can be a little higher than that. The concentrate is, is, is well, concentrated, so the potency is a little higher. And uh, the first time I tried a vape pen, I found out the, the hard way. It's like you don't take a hit off of this like you do a joint and hang, it, hang on to it in your lungs for a long time because otherwise you're like, you're on a long ride with mm. that one, mm -hmm. so you know proceed with caution. Yeah. Now, when you talk about wax, that's a that's a, a, a distill a distilled down, and it's like clay. It's a it's malleable. It's sort of um, amber colored, and it's soft, and that has a potency of about sixty percent THC. So that packs a, a wallop. Yeah. And then, then you go to shatter. And that has a brittle glass-like consistency, and that has almost 90% THC wow. potency. And one of the bud tenders at the at uh, INSA told me that some people have uh, an issue if they start, you know, developing a flavor, uh, a preference for the for the concentrates. Sometimes it's hard to go back to the flower because the potency is is lower, so they don't get high so you you kind of go down that path and and that's you know that's how you consume in the future yeah i mean there are there are people who would argue that point i think and say that that's not mm. necessarily so so i'm i think there's a school of thought but i think what it boils down to is that proceed with caution you know um 
And, and I think that's, that's a safe guideline for anyone who wants to, uh, you know, enter this brave new world and, and, and experience uh, the benefits uh, of cannabis. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have to be smart. You have to be sensible and use common sense. Approach it slowly and enjoy yourself. You were, you were saying, you know, there were those promotional posters on the wall, uh, you know, kind of touting the, the benefits of medical or recreational marijuana. You know, do you have any thoughts on what, you know, you know, what you believe the benefits are or the, or the drawbacks are, you know, for your own life or for anybody? <clears throat> well, you know, it's probably better if I just speak for myself. <laughs> but I think that... Um, there are definitely medical benefits for people who, who, who suffer from PTSD and a whole range of, of, uh, of painful conditions uh, because the THC can help mitigate those symptoms. And, and they, that's a value. That's, that's real value. And, um, you know, a lot of CBD oils and, and have been shown to help children with seizures and there's a lot more about this issue that I'm that I don't know enough about, but I believe that it it is helpful. And as in terms of recreation, it's like to me, it's like if you're sensible, if you're of age, then why not? You know, uh, I uh, obviously, you know, I think anybody there's always gonna, there are always going to be some people who who run into issues with addiction, whether it's um, alcohol or marijuana or something else. And I think that we need to educate people. We need to package the stuff so that it's not attractive to children. You know, uh, edibles in particular, you have to be really careful and keep them away from kids. Keep them away from your pets. I mean, this is not rocket science. This is common yeah. sense. I mean, so many of them are, are chocolates and candies, right? Right. Uh, which is like, you know, is probably going to appeal to a, a younger set. Right. And the other thing about edibles is that they react to your body differently. They take longer to kick in. So if you're not familiar with that and you take, you take a dose and you're like, mm, nothing's happening. And, you know, you cram half a candy bar in your mouth, you're going to, you're going to, your day is gone, you yes. know. So you really need to uh, approach these things slowly and with, and with uh, awareness. So what I should have asked this at the outset, but when when you know when were you like when was your like when were you actively uh, smoking you know when was my heyday yes when, was, when was your <laughs> when was your smoking heyday uh, I would be in my twenties and thirties yeah and, and you know I'm sixty now so uh, it's um, I really I really believe that it that legalization is a smart way to go and taxation there's there are benefits to people who are ill there are benefits to people who want to uh, relax and enjoy an evening, and I don't see anything wrong with it. Uh, at the same time, you know, this is a whole new world that we're developing, and, and you know, peop we're going to make mistakes legislatively. We have, to, mm. we have to pay attention and see where it goes. It's, it's, a, new, it's a new industry, uh, and it'll be... That, I'm really kind of excited to see where it's going to go and what's going to happen. You know, there, there are big co corporations that are interested. There, there's a, a move afoot for local, um, maintaining local control or, or, or just space for local people in, in that industry. And I think that's important. Uh, so many issues that I'm, I'm still learning about, um, equity for people, 
particularly people of color and anyone else who is put in jail because of um, marijuana busts, and they're out or they should be out, they need to have some sort of way to enter the market and participate, you know. So there are all kinds of issues that that I'm, I'm just starting to become familiar with, and I'm looking forward to learning more. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any any thoughts, or um, do you do you have any thoughts about uh, people who might have smoked in the past, or p- maybe people who have never even tried it, um, to to maybe take a baby step into this into this, uh, or how they could take a baby step into this brave new world that you're talking about? Um, you know, how do, how does somebody how can somebody approach that? Well, if this is something that you're interested in, uh, I think going down to one of the dispensaries and having a conversation is a really smart step. Go find out, you know, go have a conversation, find out what, what they offer, what the benefits are. There's plenty of information online now, too, so you can do some research and find out um, all about terpenes and cannabinoids and what the benefits are. Uh, you know, I, I think that's the, the first step is just go into one of the shops and say, I'm new to this, I'm interested, I'm curious, what can you tell me? Yeah, and you got and um, I I remember you were you were telling me you got something uh, uh, in your trip to Inso. How, how did you what did you get and and, and what did you uh, you know how did you find it? Oh, I got a vape pen. It was um which is uh, has the liquid concentrate in it, and I just wanted something um, small to try. I didn't want to, you know, delve into and make a commitment. And so I bought what uh, what's uh, called a disposable vape pen. They have different ones that are rechargeable, right? So you can go in and buy a refill cartridge and charge it up on your USB device. Ugh. That is so weird. Man. <laughs> but so you're like plugging it into your like laptop or something. Right. Charge it up. <laughs> but um, so the vape pen is inhale activated. You you don't light anything. You just you you put it in your mouth and you inhale carefully and slowly. Yes. <laughs> and um, and then once it's gone, it's gone. Now something like that was about thirty two dollars, and it will probably last me a lifetime <laughs> because. <laughs> Because as I said, it it's not something that I do much anymore. But every now and then it's nice, especially if you have to clean the house. You know, put some music on, clean the house. That's great. Feel good. Um, well, Lauren, thank you so much for coming in and, and chatting about this. I really appreciate it. Sure, I'm happy to. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to visit us at valleyadvocate.com. Thank you.